Hello listeners, this is PSG Talk contributor of The Door and this is PSG Small Talk for Wednesday, October 3rd. It's also Thursday, October the 4th down under in Australia. Australians rejoice. You too can now waste a perfectly fine half an hour or one hour listening to PSG Talk. So Mark Damon asked me to step up to replace him today. Uh, une fois n'est pas coutume. It's probably not going to happen again. But hey, it's kind of fun. It's my first PSG small talk. So today at Parc des Princes, there was a Champions League game between Paris Saint-Germain and Red Star Belgrade. And it went well. So let me grab my notes. And what do my notes say? They say, grab 160 grams of unsalted butter, so 160 grams of all-purpose flour, French almond pound cake. That's not it. Hold on. Here we go. Paris Saint-Germain, Red Star, Belgrade. So for all younger listeners, Red Star, Belgrade may not ring a bell. For older ones, they may remember the 1991 Champions League final between Red Star and Marseille. Olympique de Marseille. Red Star won on penalty kicks after a very, very frustrating game for Marseille. Um, and that was their only trophy so far uh, in the European Cup history. They had three major players. One became a legend at AC Milan, uh, Dragan Savicevic. Incredible, incredible player. They had a fantastic uh, midfielder called uh, Robert Prozineki. He moved to Real Madrid the next year and became a key player there, like a system player, the type of player you design your team around. Uh, he had everything, uh, physicality, defensive skills, short passing, long passing, high football IQ. Wasn't a great scorer, that wasn't his, his main role, but he was, he was a brilliant player. And the third most famous uh, player in that 1990-1991 Red Star Belgrade team was Penchev. And uh, he's the typical ex-Yugoslavia striker, gritty, physical, technical, never gives up, um, gets things done. And that's their uh, trademark. Whether they're Croatians, whether they're Serbians or Montenegrins, they all play a very similar uh, type of football and they tend to do well. Croatia, for example, which is a country of 4 million, reached a World Cup semi-final and a World Cup final in 20 years. But let's focus on today's game. Uh, Red Star came to Parc des Princes with a reputation of a very defensive team, unbeaten in 34 games, all competition combined. Um, they also drew at home. Uh, two weeks ago in their first Champions League game against Napoli, no, no. So they looked solid and um, we were slightly nervous because we know we struggle against very, very defensive teams. And the first 10 minutes of the game were exactly that. Um, Paris Saint-Germain looked nervous. They couldn't set up the game properly. The passing was poor. They were making technical mistakes. Until Neymar's first goal uh, at the 21st minute, and an absolutely stunning free kick. So here's the lineup for the team. We had Areola in the goals, Bernat left back, Kimpembe, Silva as central defense, Meunier right back, Rabio and Verratti as double pivot. Pivot? Um, I never know how to pronounce this word. Neymar as 10, 
And in front of him, Di Maria on the left, Cavani in the center, and Mbappé on the right. So Neymar scores this gorgeous free strike, and suddenly you see a completely different Paris Saint-Germain. Of course, there was a lot of stake um, for the club, uh, starting the Champions League on a defeat and uh, mainly a terrible game, actually, at Anfield. It uh, was bad. And there's so much pressure on the players in his team, which is one of the reasons why we don't really get where we want to be in um, the hierarchy of big clubs in Europe. Um, but that's another discussion. Um, Neymar's goal basically gave confidence to the whole team. Players could already tell that Neymar was on tonight and that gave confidence to the whole team. And boom, two minutes later, Neymar again scores this outrageous goal. It's a left volley in a fraction of a second. So Rabiot gets the ball back, finds Mbappé on the right, uh, who instantly uh, passes back to Neymar in this volley. Boom. 2-0, 23rd minute. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. So it's already game over. And we know it's going to be a, a wonderful night of football at Parc des Princes. Because besides Neymar already, um, one player has been bossing the entire uh, time, getting balls back with his uh, particular style of tackling, full body tackling, if I may describe it this way, Marco Verratti. So for the, the new PSG fans and the very, very new PSG fans who just watch uh, Liverpool Paris Saint-Germain, well, you see a difference between uh, Paris Saint-Germain with Marco Verratti and without Marco Verratti. Verratti is the maestro. He's the one who's got the, who's, who decides of the tempo. He's the one who links defense with midfield, midfield with attack. He's the one who gets most of the balls back. He's the one who, from the midfield, will go up front and set up an amazing uh, short passing phase with Neymar, Di Maria, Mbappé, and you know, Cavani roaming around. Nobody else can do that. Rabiot cannot do that. Nobody else in midfield. Well, we have nobody else in midfield anyway. So that short, sophisticated, but quick one-two touches between two or three players involving, involving Marco Verratti is not Tuchel's preferred way of play. His preferred way of play would be extremely direct and quick passing to supply the people up front. One-two touch, long pass to a winger. That's it. That's what Tuchel wants. Um, but it doesn't matter. Because this is Verratti's way of playing. And when the team is up 3-0, then we can have Marco Verratti doing his magic up front and, and see a, a selection of stunning passes between three or four players, uh, more reminiscent of, of how Barcelona can play sometimes, or Manchester City. And that's completely debilitating for the opposition. There's very little you can do about it. And it's absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous to watch. So we're up to now. Um, we start seeing Meunier a little bit more on the right. And uh, Meunier gets close to the square, 
cross the ball. Um, it's intercepted by a Red Star player. Um, he sort of loses the ball. It's more Cavani winning it. And Cavani does his thing, the thing that pure strikers do. He's like a, a, a fox in a square. He smells the opportunity. Quick uh, dribble, shot, is deflected, goal. 3 no. A couple of minutes prior to that, we saw Burnett. And I'll come back uh, quickly on Burnett, who had um, tonight by far his best game with Paris Saint-Germain because all, <laughs> all the previous ones were catastrophic. Um, so he didn't have an average game tonight. He had a really good game. Um, his, his defensive positioning was excellent. He used his small body really well in a way that Verratti does, actually. Um, he had a, a few excellent crosses. I mean, he was really, really good. So um, Burnett at the 27th had a gorgeous cross for Cavani, who had a solid uh, header. But the Red Star uh, Canadian goalie had a great save. And then a couple of minutes later, uh, Cavani scores. So we're up 3-0, and it's okay, but we haven't seen well-constructed attacking phases by Paris Saint-Germain yet. And right before halftime, around the 39th, we see the first one. Stunning. I wonder why. Oh, yeah, it's because Verratti came up front. And he does that... Okay, he carries the ball, does a little box-to-box, and then perfect timing. Right pass to the right guy who fills it, uh, pass back, and boom, 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 boom. And um, it ended up with Mbappe missing a sitter, and you don't see that often. And Mbappe body language so far in the first half was problematic. He didn't look happy tonight. And actually, when he got subbed uh, around the 70th minute, if I remember properly, he he sat down and he looked really sad, like something's happening with him. Hey, life happens. He still managed to be decisive, even if he had a a pretty poor game, because that's, that's how he is, even in a poor night. He will still be lighting fast and a quick dribble will open up any defense. And he did that and he, he delivered again. He had a goal and one assist, having a terrible game in the Champions League. Not too bad. So 3-0, um, Red Star, who started uh, in 4-4-2 on, on defensive phases, pressing high, is now switching to a 4-5-1, winning way down low. Not only that, but they also play very compact. They don't stretch their defense on the full width of the pitch. No, they try to, to just crowd um, the, the area around the square. So now Meunier has even more time to do his thing. And his thing is the right pass to the right people at the right time. And uh, the link of Di Maria Meunier is, uh, is a real thing. They understand each other really well. And Meunier knows that Di Maria is going to cut in when he crosses. He does this beautiful little cross with the outside of his right foot. Di Maria cuts in, hits the ball with the outside of his left foot for no, 41st minute. So it's halftime. 
Paris Saint-Germain is up four goals. You are Red Star's coach. What do you tell your team? I mean, they um, they look completely overwhelmed. They had no solution, no answer to any of Paris Saint-Germain's threats. They couldn't cause any threat neither because now they were playing too low and they naturally folded back because they freaked out at Neymar, Mbappé, Di Maria, Cavani's runs during this game. Again, guys, oh my goodness, watch uh, Edinson Cavani's runs without the ball, his off-ball skills. How he rips defenses apart just by his movements. And when you have Mbappé, Di Maria and Neymar uh, roaming around, Cavani, I mean, what a difficult task for any defense, especially for Red Star's defense. They, they again, came with the reputation of a defensive team, but they had never faced uh, such quality attacking uh, force prior to this game. And it's Neymar on ice. I mean, it's a Neymar show. And uh, 70th minute, Neymar is doing his thing around the square. He's got the ball. He tries left. He tries right. He, do, he dribbles a couple of guys, comes back. Wait for other players around the box to do something. Nobody does anything except Burnett, who calls for the ball. Gorgeously, he'll uh, pass above the defense to Burnett. Instant uh, pass back to Mbappé. Goal. Neymar, Neymar here, Neymar there, Neymar everywhere. 80th minute, a free kick for Paris Saint-Germain, 28 meters away from goal. Who's going to shoot it? You look at Di Maria, he looks ready to go with his left foot. But there's Neymar there too. But now, he's not going to take that one. It's too far away anyway. And, you know, he's not going to score a second free kick. Nobody does that. Well, actually, only one player has done it. In the Champions League, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Neymar shoots. Unbelievable shot. (laughs) Incredible goal. What a night. Uh, What's the score now? I'm lost. Oh, yeah, 6-1. Oh, yeah, one because uh, Marco Marin, 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 I don't know how you pronounce it, uh, who used to be a hot prospect a few years ago, if I remember well. And he played, didn't he play for Dortmund? And then he kind of disappeared. But he's still a very technical, gifted um, attacking player. And uh, they had one good action. Paris Saint-Germain was playing at, what, 70% in the second half? I mean, you're up for no. And they scored a goal. Red Star, good for them. There are um, 2,500 fans rejuvenating. Good for them. 6-1. Okay. Oh, uh, Marine was playing for... Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah, I'm not going to humiliate myself trying to pronounce that in front of, of thousands of listeners. Thank you, Google. Then he moved to Chelsea and he was supposed to be the next uh, super wonder kid. And that never happened and get, got loaned out to many clubs and ended up at Restart Belgrade. Good for him. 6-1, uh, the last 10 minutes, you know, not, not much happened. 
but we saw some uh, changes. And as usual, as always, very interesting changes by Tuchel. So th there's no need to boost the team, of course. Um, now you have to do some resource management. And he has a lot of choices. On the bench, he has Marquinhos, Kerr, Draxler, Schupermoting, and Soki and Diaby. Uh, who's going to give some time? Uh, Draxler needs a little time because he was injured again. He's often injured. I mean, you know, we lost Pastore. We needed someone to replace him. Uh, who needs time too? Well, or youth academy products. Um, it would be their first Champions League game. When I say our new academy products, I mean uh, Ensoki and Diaby. Uh, Shupomoting has been bought as a solid, reliable sub. And so far, he's delivered exactly that. I'm making fun of him. I'm calling him moto shopping. Everybody makes fun of him. The guy looks somewhat interesting. He's completely fine with that job. And if he can be reliable every time he's going to get some uh, playtime, get on the pitch, it's a fantastic asset for the team. Marquinhos does not need uh, any uh, playtime. He had plenty and it's a lot more tiring to play midfielder, especially defensive midfielder at Paris Saint-Germain than central defender. And we have a big game coming up with OL uh, this weekend. No, the, the player that needs more playtime that showed uh, early on that, you know, it was a big move for him and who's going to be ultra needed in the team is Kerr. And uh, his last game was by far the best game he played with Paris Saint-Germain. He was really convincing. He played uh, like he gained confidence, uh, like he belongs to the team. And of course, it was noticed by the staff. And uh, 76 minutes, Thiago Silva comes out, uh, Kerr comes in. And immediately he's got, he's got that impact on a duo, he absolutely pulverizes in millions of particles a poor, a poor Serbian player. And that's the, the uh, care we need and uh, we, we want to see. Hitting the uh, opponent's attack high up, imposing his physicality, um, like Kimpembe can do that. And uh, we know Tuchel loves defending with three central defenders. And uh, he found the perfect setup. Thiago Silva as a, as a central defender slash sweeper. And ahead of him, Kimpembe and Kerr. That's a very efficient central defense. Of course, Marquinhos can be no addition too. Or may end up in uh, the midfield in some games. Uh, same thing, Marquinhos uh, against Nice played so much better. The setup was very different with four midfielders. But, I mean, Tuchel is finding solutions. We are seeing the team play better and better step by step. It seems that he has found a way around the lack of physical workhorse defensive midfielder. Of course, he's got to be proven against much better opposition. Um, well, we're about to find out. 
he seems to have convinced the team by finding the right setup in defensive transitions when we lose the ball. And we see pit bulls unleashed upon the opposition as soon as Paris loses the ball. And those guys, it doesn't matter if they are a left back, a right winger, a, it doesn't matter. They're doing it. Di Maria, Di Maria was a very active player on the pitch. Tuchel looked at Di Maria and asked him to use a bit of this energy to track back. He doesn't need to be the best tackler in a game. He doesn't need to have that amazing physical impact indoors. No, if he can position himself back when we lose the ball, track back, be there with his left or right back and central defender, form a defensive triangle as soon as we lose the ball. This is huge. He does it. Neymar has shown that he can do it too. And he's, he's done some good tracking back against Red Star Belgrade. Everybody is doing a little more and they seem happy to do it. Um, it's Tuchel and his staff. Hallelujah. I don't care about the 6-1. It was, of course, gorgeous for the eyes, you know. Um, it's, it's three points and we needed to score a lot of goals. Great. Job done. What I really, really, really care about is our, um, our balance the team can be. And we, we've improved uh, tenfold in the way we work as a team now on, on, on both attacking and defensive transitions. And how aggressive we are when we lose the ball. Because if we don't have this level of aggressivity, forget about the Champions League. So great. Um, we don't know if we're going to be able to buy some players during the winter transfer window because of the FFP complete bullshit that's going on. Oh, excuse my French. Um, but Tuchel is being proactive and finding systems around that. And um, many tacticians have asked Paris Saint-Germain and their coaches to find systems that were clearly missing over the years. We never were able to supply our uh, attacking trio up front. We are seeing systems now, excellent supplying systems of our people up front. Positioning Neymar as a, t as a 10 helped a lot uh, because now he's offering solutions to our midfield, uh, positioning himself between, between lines. Di Maria does that too against Nice. We had two number 10s. Freaking genius. Di Maria and Neymar were, were positioned in between Nice uh, lines, always offering solutions to Rabiot and, and uh, Marquinhos in midfield. Um, Neymar can do that by himself, especially when he's having a great night like he had uh, tonight. And he offered solutions. And then he carries the ball. He resolved our lack of box-to-box -box and became a sort of box-to-box -box by himself because he loves launching himself from midfield on. And here he is, full axis, with the ball. And now you have Mbappe running. Now you have Cavani bringing with him the entire defense 
with his amazing off-the-ball skills. And now you have Di Maria also offering solutions to Neymar. It's working. It's working great. Um, we have a flexibility, a tactical flexibility that we haven't had ever since Cruyff by the club. We're seeing systems implemented that we never had before. I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic. But again, it's got to be proven uh, against a top, top team. And, uh, well, talking about top, top teams, uh, <laughs> Liverpool lost 1-0 at the 91st minute against Napoli. Oh, a taste of their own medicine. So Napoli is topping the group with four points. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain is at the second uh, uh, place with a be better goal difference than Liverpool, who are third now. And, uh, you know, of course, Red Star, forget about Red Star. But the games against uh, Napoli coming up are going to be very interesting. But I cannot wait for Paris Saint-Germain-Liverpool. Um, I saw Liverpool play today. Okay. All right. Uh, it's not the same when you don't play at home, isn't it? Well, we know that because we're Paris Saint-Germain. We've been struggling away from our bases too. But when they come over to Parc des Princes in, uh, in November, uh, it's going to be something else. And uh, I hope we crush them to oblivion. But before that, there's a double confrontation against Napoli. Uh, end of October, they come to Parc des Princes, second game at home. The draw was difficult, but the calendar is not bad at all. So now we're playing back-to-back -back three games at Parc des Princes. If we beat Napoli, guys, we're going to be in very, very good shape. Then we, we go play at San Siro, and then we receive Liverpool. All right. Well, that was a good night of football. I mean, when Neymar is like this, um, tonight Mbappé played in Neymar's shadow. I am done. I hope you had a good time listening to my first and last PhD small talk. Mark will get his seat back to debrief you after the Paris Saint-Germain OL game on Sunday. What a game coming up. What a week. I'm off the door and I'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Alors là, qu'est-ce que vous voulez qu'on dise hein? de, de plus, franchement, euh, il nous a régalé sur son premier coup franc.